Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. We got your Monday, May 28th, Memorial Day edition. Hope everybody had a great week and maybe enjoying their Monday holiday as well. We have an action-packed slate today, 15 games on tap, technically 16. There's a doubleheader between the Mets and the Braves, but there's a 12-game early, 4-game late, 15-game all day. There's a 5-game afternoon. It's a couple showdowns. There's just a little bit for everybody to whet their MLB DFS appetite on this day. Uh, we'll get into the specifics here shortly, but let's talk about the totals on this slate. you got Astros, Yankees, 8.5, Blue Jays, Red Sox, 9, Nationals, Orioles, 9.5, Angels, Tigers, 9, Mets, Braves, 8, Cubs, Pirates, waiting on the weather there. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the Cubs had the late game last night. Then they got to fly to Pittsburgh. Sure, not the longest flight in the world from Chicago to Pittsburgh for a 1.35 afternoon game. That's pretty cruel. Pretty cruel. So we'll see how the lineups shake out on that one. Could be an interesting one there. Cardinals, Brewers, 9. Rays, A's, 7.5. White Sox, Indians, 9.5. Reds, D-backs, 8.5. Marlins, Padres, 7.5. Rangers, Mariners, 8.5. Giants, Rockies, 11.5. They also did the same. Flying out uh, to Colorado from Chicago for a, a late afternoon game. It's a 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. So they have a little difficult, but and Coors Field to top it off. Twins, Royals, 9.5. Phillies, Dodgers, 8. So you get the four late games, 12 early. Um, you got uh, a lot going on on these slates because that the, there's only three late games mentioned there. The fourth isn't up yet as it's game two of the doubleheader between the Mets and the Braves as we're waiting for... The pitcher for the Mets in that one. We do not have that one scheduled out yet. So let's get it in. Your your weather, Mets at Atlanta. Like I said, they got a double dip on tap today. And they're looking at rain. Looking at a good amount of rain. So we'll see how that works out. Because I know they don't want to keep postponing games. Especially postponing a double header now. That would be pretty tragic. But uh, could be something to keep an eye on there. And then the Giants at the Rockies. Wind blowing in from left field about 11 to 12 miles an hour. And there's slight chances of rain off and on in that one, so keep an eye there. Being a divisional game is a little easier to postpone than a non-divisional game, so that could be interesting because it's uh, part of the four-game late slate, same with the Mets-Braves, and they're the two rainy games we're looking at. So keep an eye on all of that. Um, if all else fails, if you want to just get some degenerate action in on the evening, you have the showdown between the Phillies and the Dodgers, and that could be interesting. Uh, we talked about it, me and Ozzy in the Slack chat last night. Late night, everybody else seemed to be asleep. Um, we were chatting about the showdown. He did very well. Uh, I did okay as well. But uh, first time I really dabbled in it, and I guess I was kind of hesitant because football I was not a big fan of. Baseball, not bad. It's an interesting format. You can pick relievers. You can do all kinds of different things. So very interesting. Uh, it's one of those I feel like if you think the dog has a great shot to win and maybe put up some runs, this, you could really take advantage of that slate. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the day-to-day DraftKings pick. So let's get into your 12-game main slate, locked and loaded. you got four pitchers over 10K. There's a couple we're really looking at. One is at the top of the heap, Justin Verlander, 12-6 at the New York Yankees. Yes, the potent, powerful New York Yankees. we got Verlander, just a machine, averaging 30.1 points per game. It's a season area of 1.09. Absolutely filthy. Last 10 games, averaging 30.8. He faced New York earlier this year in Houston. Eight innings, three hits, nowhere in 14 strikeouts for 43.6 DraftKings points. He's been pure filth. When it comes to GPPs, I think this is a great play because he's super high-priced. People want to get bats in on the slate, and it's the Yankees, so people get scared off. 
And yeah, he gives up a lot of fly balls. He only has a 32.4% ground ball rate. But you match that with a 27.7% uh, ground ball rate, or even a strikeout rate. So he, he still gives up a good amount of fly balls, but not crazy, and not a lot of hard contact. The uh, Yankees strike out close to 23% of the time versus righties. He's a road favorite, a minus 130 road favorite on this one. If you look at his advanced stats, yes, his ERA is what it is, but his Sierra uh, dictates out to a little bit higher. So you got that going for you as well. When you drop down to the team totals, the Yankees have a four-team total. Lefties 199, righties 257 off front. So it's very risky. That's why I say GPP because anytime you have a pitcher face the Yankees, it's very risky. But the upside is tremendous. Ownership should be low. Could be a fun gamble on a tournament. Next up, you got Jacob DeGrom, a little more cash-friendly slash GPP as well. And you got the weather to worry about there, so be careful. But uh, $11,100 at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he's been outstanding this year. He's faced the Braves twice, averaging 26 points of start versus the Braves. A total of 11, 11 shutout innings of 16 Ks. And one of those is that one he left early with his injury. So he didn't really get the He only went four innings with 6 Ks, two hits, no earned. Got you almost 20 points in that one. His two starts since he's really got it going. Seven innings in each, zero and one earned runs, eight and 13 Ks, 27 and 40.2 points. He has looked outstanding since his return from that little hiccup injury deal. So DeGrom, very much worth a look. David Price, he's been coming in hot. Don't hate him. Just not one of my favorite plays up in this price. I, I have trouble paying for Price. I was all over him in that 8K range he was in last time out at this price tag. A little more, a little tough, but he's a heavy favorite. Uh, Toronto does strike out a lot, so if you want to go that direction and be different at 10-2, you can. It's just like saying Gio at 10,000 at Baltimore. Also, you know, Price, I guess, does have higher upside than Gio, but Gio's got more of a consistent floor, I guess. So that, that's the way I look at those two. They just don't have that, you know, Verlander to Grom have that 30-plus point upside where Price and Gio don't quite as much. So that's why I prefer uh, to Grom. And Verlander up top. And if i got to rank the two, I've got DeGrom 1, Verlander 2. But Verlander can be the stinkier of the GPP plays. Uh, let's take a look at the 9K range. There's two pitchers. There's Chris Archer. There's Tyler Skaggs. I like Skaggs quite a bit. It's not easy to pay that price tag. Against a Detroit team that's getting healthier against left-handed pitching especially. So I don't think I'll be going that way. They don't strike out a ton versus lefties as well. I don't mind Chris Archer, especially in your GPP plays. I think this could be very interesting. As he's been priced in the 6Ks his last two starts, he's been outstanding. And people are going to see that big price bump, and they might walk away. He will be uh, – he's because he's got 20-plus points essentially in his last two starts, 5Ks or more, and he's got six innings or more. We know Archer is a two-pitch pitcher, but his pitchers, pitches are off. He's going to get hit around. That's just how it goes with Chris Archer. But he's going to Oco Coliseum, a great ballpark for pitchers to pitch him, just like Tampa Bay is. Uh the A strike out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Archer swinging strike rate still great. He just gives up a lot of hard contact because, you know, when the fastball and the slider aren't doing their thing, you're in trouble. But he's striking out almost 28%, a swinging strike over 13, a 42% ground ball. Everything lines out great. The A's have a four-team total, just like the Yankees versus Verlander. So Archer could be a nice play at 9,500. Again, GPP only because it is risk. It is definitely risk. But it could be a good place to start if you don't want to go up above into the 10Ks. And still get low ownership as people are going to think, you know, I can't pay that much for Chris Archer. Well, he's in a good matchup. And yes, we talk about it. I'll talk about it again when we get to the batters. The A's are always that pesky, sneaky GPP team. You know, they got the Joyce, the Olsen, uh, so many. But they don't have Chris Davis right now in Chelsea. They got Lowry and, and others that can spite you. 
But at the same time, if Archer's on, he can vote out any team in baseball. Dropping into the 8K range, there's the chalk, or should be chalk of the day. And to me, this is, if he gets hit, so be it. But he needs to be in most, if not all, of your lineups. And we've been on him last start. We've been on him most starts. Caleb Smith is at it again. Coming off a great 30-point performance of 8Ks versus the Mets. He's just been absolutely outstanding outside of a hiccup against the Dodgers. He's been just great 20-plus points in almost every every start. He's had 112.6 there in his last like five or six. Um, he is going on the road where he's averaging 17.2 points a game on the road, 32Ks in 23 and two-thirds innings. He's 8100 bucks at the San Diego Padres. He is basically a pick'em. The Padres strike out 26% of the time versus lefties. He's got a 28.5% K rate. Walks are always a concern, and he gives up a lot of fly balls. But uh, as a whole, not too bad when it comes to Caleb Smith making him an outstanding play on this slate. Last thing we'll mention before I keep drooling over Caleb Smith, but we have the Padres with the third lowest total on the slate. And technically, yeah, they're all on the day slate. Um, a 375 total. Lefties 293, righties 310 off of Caleb Smith. So as long as he's not walking, guys, he should, knock on wood, should be in for an outstanding start, and it's going to be hard to not have shares of Smith tonight. At 7300 bucks, you got Trevor Cahill, a guy we've been on over and over and over again. He's been really good um, in his limited time, obviously. He hasn't had a ton of starts. Coming off of 13.6, the thing I like about Cahill is outside of a bad outing against Boston, He's got 13-6, 35-5, 14-5, 13-7, 31-6. So essentially like a 14-point floor with 35-point upside. That screams cash and really a GPP because he's got that tremendous upside. You're going to see a lot of Caleb Smith, Trevor K. Hill combos, which I absolutely love. Uh, they do have their slight risk, but they're in phenomenal matchups and phenomenal ballparks with you know great, great upside. Both have 30-plus point upside if they just get their stuff together. Cahill, just like Smith, does like the, you know, over a 10% walk rate, but he has a 23.5% strikeout. He's got a 57% ground ball rate. You got a Tampa Bay team that strikes out 20, over 21% of the time versus right handed pitchers. Cahill is the favorite in that matchup versus Archer, and he's $2,200 cheaper than Archer. You got Tampa Bay, who has the lowest total on the slate at 3.5. Lefty's 268, righty's 352, and Tampa Bay has a horrible ISO at 131 versus right handed pitching. So Trevor Cahill at 73. Very, very, very much in play today. And Cahill, Smith, either combo or by themselves, should be very, very popular on this slate. So in this mid-range, you got Smith 1, Cahill 2, Archer 3. Now, when you dip below 7K, it is a very, very murky waters. One guy I want to mention at 7K first. I am not on him at this moment, but I want to see that Cubs lineup because I told you about the travel schedule earlier, which is just erroneous that the that Major League Baseball did that. They, they're trying to make a point about not doing that, and they just did it blatantly on the schedule. Um, Chad Cool is $7,000. Yes, Chad Cool can be scary, but he can also have those good starts from time to time, like GPP type stuff. If the Cubs kind of throw out a rinky-dink lineup because they want to rest some guys after that late-night game, Cool could be an interesting, cheaper option at 7 k So I just want to throw him out there. That'll be something we definitely discuss in the, chat, the Slack chat when the Cubbies lineup comes out. That'll definitely be a breakdown there. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, though, 6900 bucks could be a lower price option for you facing a Texas Rangers team that uh, strikes out twenty, almost 27% of the time for Stuffy. So a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. He's got a ground ball rate of 46%. He's really been starting to figure it out of late. And the Rangers have the second lowest total on the slate of 3.7. Uh, lefty's 326, righty's 350 off Marco. So there is some thump 
in that Rangers lineup. There's also a ton of swinging strikes at 6,900 bucks. There is tremendous upside. You got a Marco Gonzalez coming off a 29 point performance, but he's kind of like Cahill. You know, a 12-6, he had a, a hiccup at Detroit. And a 13-5, a 17-3, a 29-9, a 16-9. You're looking at 13-14, 15-plus point upside. With uh, He's put a couple high 20s in there as well. At $6,900 against a Texas team, uh, could be very much in play for you as a lower-priced option. The other one, uh, Eric Lauer, 6200 bucks for the Padres at home against the Miami Marlins. Lauer is a mess at times, but he's got the upside. Like 20.7 his last time out, but the, the prior two starts 3.1 minus 11.6. But he had a 22.7 and a 13.9. So it's like three out of the five of those starts you'd love at this price point, and there's two of them that you're just like, well, shit. So it's one of those GPP plays at 6,200, punt-style action, Washington 21% K rate versus lefties. Uh, Lauer doesn't do much of anything consistently well. He has, like I said, the good starts from time to time. But he's a fly ball pitcher, gives up some hard contact. He will be in Petco today, which does help quite a bit. And the Marlins have a 3.75 total. It's the fourth lowest on the slate. So they are, have zero power versus left-handed pitching. A 2.92 Woba and a 110 ISO are both way below average when it comes to those categories versus left-handed pitching. So when you really look at it, 6200 bucks, you could do much worse with an Eric Lauer type. It's very risky, yes. But the upside could be there in this matchup. If you're if you're willing to take a risk, or you want to match him up with uh, one of the middle guys or the hot, the tight the, the top of the pack guys, Lauer is in play, just like Gonzalez. So I got Gonzalez one, Lauer two, but Lauer just makes for an interesting play depending on your risk tolerance. Recapping your pitching real quick on this twelve game early slate, and if you if you use this twelve game breakdown and the quick four game later. There's obviously a five-game afternoon in there. You can kind of use that to help you with your five-game also and your showdown. Again, check out the Slack chat. I know you guys, there's a lot of you guys in there. Some talk, some don't. But the more we get active, the more we can get done. So it's a lot of fun in there. Guys are making some money. So it's really, really good. Um, pitching up top, DeGrom one, Verlander two. In the middle, Caleb Smith one, uh, Cahill two, Archer three. Down below, Marco Gonzalez one, Eric Lauer two. Let's get to the bats on this early slate. Before we do so, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com, Draft in your app store. Great way to play fantasy sports. You draft in under five minutes and you're done. And it's snake-style drafting just the way you do it with your home teams and your season-long teams. Tons and tons of fun. You don't have to worry about ownership, which is great. You take who you want, when you want, when they're available. If someone else snags them, tough luck. That's what's fun about snake-style drafts. If it's your first time playing draft, use promo code SD Sports when you make your first deposit, and you get entry into a free $3 tournament. Best balls for NFL are going on as well. Tons and tons going on. You'll have NBA, hockey, golf is a blast on there. There's, there's just tons and tons of fun going on. So go check them out, draft.com, draft in your app store, promo code SD Sports when you check out for entry into a free $3 tournament. Now let's get to the bats on this 12 game slate. Kicking it off at the catcher's position. Uh, Rio Muto versus Lauer at 41. If you're not using Lauer, Rio Muto is in play. Not the best hitting environment. Good matchup there, though, against Lauer. Um, a guy like Max Stasi at $3,800. I can't, I can't believe he's priced up that much, but he's earned every penny of, it, penny of it. But one I would look at, John Ryan Murphy. People will not agree with $3,600 for this man. But since getting kind of more of an everyday role with the D-backs, he's been outstanding. 11, 14, 21. That's his last three starts. When he starts, he's been very, very productive of late. So keep an eye on uh, Murphy there at 3600 bucks against Homer Bailey in that matchup. We know we can pick on Homer quite a bit. 
Get a little farther. Say Elias Diaz uh, gets the start because Cervelli was scratched yesterday with the flu. If Diaz gets the start at 35, could be worth a look there. His catchers are priced up. Brian McCann at 34, I do like as a lower end play for you there. Uh, Wilson Ramos at 33, no. But Tucker Barnard at 32 against Cook in Arizona, I like quite a bit. Barnard, our cheaper catching option, is always in play for us there. See which catchers catching for Texas. It's Robinson Chirinos at 31. He could be worth a look versus Marco Gonzalez. As well, James McCann at 3K versus Skaggs is in play. Uh, below 3K, maybe Omar Navarro is at 2,900 for the White Sox as they kind of go cheap there. Um, other than that, maybe some Pedro Severino at 2,800 versus Alex Cobb. Then uh, check your lineups. Uh, Martin Maldonado versus the lefty Matt Boyd could definitely be worth a look there. Or Brasinio uh, at 2,700, both the Angels catchers. Also in play for you there. Let's go to the first base position. Jose Abreu swinging it well. 5K well is a different story, but he's swinging it well. No one's going to own him up there if you want to. Uh, you can have guys like Rizzo at 45, CJ Cron, no, but Joey Votto at 43 versus Cook. Absolutely love that. That is a great price. Cook is not good. I don't care when he throws those good starts. He's really not good, people. Not good at all. Uh, Matt Adams at 43 could be interesting versus Alex Cobb, as we know you can get to Cobb early and often. Uh, Jose Martinez, the Cardinals are in Milwaukee against the lefty Suter. So Jose could be in line for an interesting play there at 4,200. Cardinals, team totals 4-5, lefty's 306, righty's 359 on Suter. You got a guy like Jose Martinez at 4,200 bucks could be a nice play for you as well. After good old Jose, you go down farther. Goldie's only 41 versus Homer Bailey if you want to think he finds it there. But you got to love some Mitchie Two Bags versus Aaron Sanchez at 4100 bucks. Sanchez been getting beat up quite a bit this year. Um, there's a good chance it happens again today. The Red Sox a 5-1-5 total. Lefty's 365, righty's 402. Mitchie Two Bags at 4100 could be a great play for you in that matchup. Farther down you look, you got guys like uh, Mark Reynolds at 38. You prefer him versus a lefty, but someone to keep in mind. But Yonder Alonso, another great look here at 3800 bucks. Dylan Covey, not good at baseball. Indians have a 5-5 total. Lefty's 321 off Covey. So Yonder Alonso could be a cheaper look at 38. Matt Olson at 38. Mentioned that as well. I like Alonso a little better. Better matchup. But Olson could be a GPP play as Archer can get in trouble from time to time. Uh, the farther down we look, you have the likes of Trey Mancini versus Gio at 36 for GPPs. I don't hate that at all. Gio just doesn't give up a lot of hard contacts. There's something to keep in mind there. But if you want to go super GPP, that could be worth a look. Uh, keep going down a little farther. You got Ryan Healy at 33 versus Doug Fister. We like Healy more versus lefties, but he's hitting a little bit of everybody right now. Mariners have a 4.8 total. It's one of the higher ones on the slate. And Fister's kind of, he's getting beat up by everybody, but righty's a little more so this year. Lefty's 351, righty's 407. So a Ryan Healy at 33 could be a nice cheaper option if you want to go there. Justin Bohr, we prefer versus righties than lefties, but still 3,300 with the power upside. I'd rather pay 33 for Healy, but both are worth a look there. Uh, if Jeffrey Marte gets the start for the Dodger, I mean for the Angels, he's first base, third base, 3,200 versus Matt Boyd. Boyd's been sneaky good at avoiding damage this year. He just manages to get it done. Angels still have a 4.85 total. Lefties 260, but righties 307. Like I said, Boyd's been sneaky about it, but we know the blowups can come. So Marte at 32. You have pull holes in there as well as both nice right-handed bats against Boyd in those matchups. Let's go over to the second base position for you there as you have some nice options at first as always. You got Ozzie Albies at 49. is GPP relevant most days uh, more often than not. 
But Scooter Jeanette at 4,700, it's crazy. He's 400 more than Joey Votto. That's wild. But he's still worth an interesting look there against Cook. Uh, Javi Baez is always worth a look. But I like Johan Moncada. Whenever Moncada's facing a righty, he's a, I know he's a switch hitter. He's much better versus righties than the lefties. So 4200 bucks, Moncada will be one of my top options yet again. Um, he's just so, so productive against that side of the plate. He shows extreme power versus that side of the plate. I really like him in this matchup. At 4,200 against Plutko, who's a very, very much pitch-to-contact guy. Jed Lowry at 41 versus Archer is also intriguing in his matchup. But the Ezreal Cabrera, if uh, the Braves game is good to go at 3,800 bucks, a solid play versus Max Freed. Ezreal went deep yesterday. You know, he's just consistent as they come. It's usually top to middle of that order. Um, the Mets, lefties 281, righties 365 off Freed. But that is a, such a small sample. He's been out of the bullpen very briefly this year. I, I trust his dribble at 3800 bucks if you want to go there. If not, uh, Kenner Falefa, I'm going to try to get it right eventually. He's coming from the right side of the plate, third baseman for the Rangers. He keeps being quite productive, averaging about 8.10 points his last 10 games um, against Marco Gonzalez. If you want to go there, he's second base, third base at 37. Not my ideal play, but I can get behind it. Like Jonathan Scope at 36, who has tons of power versus lefties. I like that. Benny Zobris at 36 versus Cool. Like those two a little bit more than Falefa in those matchups. You go down farther if you want to go Starling Casher at thirty four. You can. He's not that good at baseball, but he's okay. I'd rather go actually Daniel Descalso, second base, third base at thirty three hundred versus Homer Bailey. If you're looking to go down the price tags there. Um, outside of that, Zach Cozart thirty two hundred versus Boyd. I can get behind same with Ian Kinsler. Boyd over Kinsler if you have to pick between the two. Uh, Kipnis is all the way down to three thousand dollars. He's been really really bad, but he, that's really really cheap as well. So someone to keep an eye on there in that matchup. Let's go over to third base position. Again, value picks up. We'll tweet it out. We'll talk about it in the Slack chat and go from there. We're just kind of touching on the bases for you to get you ready. But Jose Ramirez at 52 versus Cubby is outstanding. Absolutely love this Cleveland stack. We don't have to get, you know, it's pretty captain obvious. It's the highest total outside of Coors at 5.5. So Cubby's really bad at baseball. Yeah, Chris Bryant at 5K, that's worth a look. Travis Shaw at Milwaukee at 47 versus Weaver, I like as well. Uh, some people still really, really think Weaver's a good pitcher, which he's not bad by any means, but very, very hittable at times. So Shaw could be a nice sneakier play for you there. Uh, Rendon hit a bomb on Sunday going up against Alex Cobb. The Nats have a, a total of 495. Lefties 432, righties 362 off Cobb. So Rendon at 45 could be a sneakier play for you there. Eugenio Suarez, we love him versus lefties. He's okay versus righties. He's 42 versus Cook. Don't hate that either. Go down a little farther. Um, Christian Villanueva, we know, has insane power versus left-handed pitching. We talked about how Smith or Caleb Smith does give up the fly ball quite a bit. So Villanueva at 4,100 in your GPPs could be a nice play for you to be contrarian against all of the Caleb Smith action if you want to be different. Jake Lamb at 39 versus Homer Bailey. Like that quite a bit. That's a good price tag. Lamb's back at home. Yes, the humidor's there. I get it. Yes, he's off to a slow start in his rehab. But uh, in that matchup versus Bailey, that's a, a very nice price tag for you there. Uh, Heimer Conolario at $3,800 bucks versus Tyler Skaggs. Could be a $3,800 play you could definitely look at. Uh, you go down farther. Like a Rafael Devers at 36 is definitely a play versus Aaron Sanchez. Kyle Seeger at 35 versus Fisher is a phenomenal low price option there. Definitely can get behind that. But then Jed Jerko, guy that crushes left-handed pitching, only $3,400 against Suter in Milwaukee. Phenomenal. So third base, it does have awesome choices up top, but that's three plays right there between Devers, Seager, and Jericho at 36, 35, and 34. If you need to save some cash, you can definitely come down here. 
You guys like Danny Valencia, who hits lefties well. He's 3,300. Yomer Sanchez at 33 was Plutko. like that quite a bit if he's towards the top of the order. So as much as I love those guys up top, and I'm not telling you not to play the guys up top, there is a lot to like down below in this uh, lower threes at third base if you need to save some cash. Shortstop. Machado at 54, yes. Lindor at 49, outstanding. Trey Turner at 40, is very good. All very good options there. You get down to like Bogarts at 42, he's a very intriguing play as he's always overlooked. Um, Jose Peraza at 38, get on, steal some bags versus Cook. But Anderson Simmons versus Boyd at 37, I like that. Uh, Jerkson Profar at 36, like that quite a bit as well. In the middle, he's been hitting like fourth or fifth most days. So I can definitely get behind those two options there in the mid to high threes. Other than that, it's really, really kind of checking lineups because it's not great down below. Maybe Barreto gets a start. Jordy Mercer at 31 versus Montgomery. Those kind of plays there, but check lineups we will discuss later. Outfield, Mookie Betts late scratch yesterday. If he's in the lineup at 6K, you got to look at him hard. You got Trout at 58, very much in play versus Boyd. Uh, Harper at 56, outstanding versus Cobb. I wouldn't be shocked if Harper went deep today. That seems like the best play up top to me. J.D. Martinez at 54 is not bad either. Benintendi at 5K, swinging it hot. But Tommy Pham at 49 versus Suter, like that quite a bit as well. Uh, Starling Marte, 4800 bucks in play as well. Farther out you go, you got like Yellick at 47, Judge GPP at 46. But Michael Brantley at 45 is a solid, solid play versus Cubby. Brantley always overlooked. Keep him in your in your radar. Uh, Nelly Cruz at 42, Castellanos at 42. All solid plays as well. Tyler O'Neill at 41. I love Versuiter with his power. First, the lefty. That's a phenomenal look for you there. Conforto at 4K as well. Mitch Hander at 4K is not bad versus Fister. Seattle could be one of those stinkier stacks versus Fister. Seattle's one of those. They're kind of all or nothing. Some games they just don't show up. Then other games they can blow up. This could be one because it's a great matchup. You got NCRT at 39, but Nemo at 39 versus Frida. I like that quite a bit. In that matchup, Juan Soto, 39 versus Cobbs, a great play as well. Really, really a fan of that one. Farther down you look on this 12-game slate, uh, you got like Nico Goodrum at 38. It's not ideal, but it's not horrible. Almora Jr. leading off at 38. Austin Meadows at 38 versus Montgomery uh, are options if they're in the lineup. Jesse Winker, 37, he's leading off for Sensi. Um, Adam, Adam Jones at 37 versus Geo. As we keep scrolling down, the outfield looks, you know, like Harrison Bader could be in champ 37. Tony Kemp at 37, nice later GPP play. Uh, Scott Shebler versus Cook at 36, outstanding. Like that quite a bit. D- uh, Peralta at 36 for the, the D-backs versus Bailey. Another solid one. We mentioned Trey Mancini. Um, you go down farther, Benny Zobers at 36. Talked about him earlier. Jay Bruce at 35 for your GPP power. Uh, you go down more. Like the line of the shields getting on 3,500. You can get behind that as well. Uh, it always gets a little interesting the farther down we look here. You got guys like not much showing up down below. A lot of minor leaguers are stuck down here right now. You got to really go through it. But uh, Marcelo Zuna at 32 uh, is one of my favorite players. I've been playing him a lot lately down here. He's been in this 32, 33 range. He's getting like eight points or more in every game for like the last almost every game in the last week. 3,200 versus Suter hitting like third or fourth in that lineup is a great play. You almost have to play him. It's like almost that's your free square of the day. If he doesn't show up, he doesn't show up, but he opens up all the bats for you elsewhere. So it's definitely got to look at Manny Marco at 31. Could be a cheapie if you're fading Caleb Smith. Uh, Chris Owens at 3K versus Bailey. I don't mind that at all, hitting in the middle of that order. 
the D-backs hopefully wake up at home finally. That would be an ideal play. Uh, guys like Matt Joyce at 3K versus Archer. If you're fading Archer, he's definitely a value you can look at. Jose Perella, 2900 versus Smith. Uh, Brian Anderson, third base outfield versus Lauer at 29 is a great value play I like as well. You can definitely do that. Sean Rodriguez at Pittsburgh, second base outfield. Mike Montgomery, the lefty, is getting the spot start. Sean Rodriguez is 2900 Just be ready. I don't know how deep Montgomery's going to go because it's just a spot start for you, Darvish. You don't know how stretched out he is. Uh, a guy like Ben Gamble, if he makes a start for Seattle, he's 2800 bucks for Fister. That's a nice value piece of that puzzle as well. Uh, Derek Dietrich at 28 could be in play for you. Same with Louis Brinson at 28. I'd rather go to um, – who did I just mention there? I'd rather go to Ben Gamble than those two, but they're both going to be super loaned in that Marlins option for you. Other than that, check your lineups again. So much more will come out and play on this late slate. So there's – or that early slate. So there's your bats for the early slate. Recapping your pitching real quick. We got uh, DeGrom and Verlander up top. In the middle, we got Caleb Smith, Trevor Cahill, and Chris Archer. Down below, you got Marco Gonzalez and Eric Lauer. Just a real quick run through this four-game slate so you can kind of get what you need for the all-day action if you're playing the late slate. Uh, Vinny Velasquez, great strikeout stuff. Can't play him against the Dodgers. Like, if, if you're playing the small slate and you want to be really weird, he'll be super low-owned, so I get it. But I'd rather go Jacob Junis at 9,700. Upside against Minnesota. Uh, he's been very solid overall in the season. He hasn't faced the Twins yet this year. But he's coming off a nice 18-point performance. He's basically like a floor of around 14 or 15. So I don't mind him at 9,700 on the slate where it's really rocky. you got Colorado in play. you got a second game of a doubleheader between the Mets and the, and the Braves. you got weather concerns in Colorado and Atlanta. It's a nasty slate. That's why I'd almost try to play the Philadelphia-LA showdown. But if you need to go down below, you got guys like Brock Stewart at 6,200 versus the Phillies for that strikeout upside, but it's still very, very risky. And then Lance Lynn versus Kansas City could be in play for you. He's been a little better of late. Uh, coming off a 22.8-point performance against Detroit. He got beat up against St. Louis, beat up at the Angels. Then he had 22.7 against the White Sox. So he's shown the good. He's shown the bad. He's 5,500. He's in play against the Minnesota team. That will strike out a bit for you. Um, when you look at Loretta Lynn, I know. He's an 18% K rate for the Twins or for the Royals versus right-handed pitching. He's dicey, but the night state sucks. Like, literally, maybe hang out with your wives or husbands, um, play the showdown, get ready for tomorrow's slates. Stuff like that's what I'd recommend. Uh, you're going to be targeting almost all the bats in this one as, as the totals are 11.5 in Coors, 9.5 in Kansas City, 8 in L.A., and we don't even have the, the the Mets one yet. So, ugly stuff there. Overall, for the entire, entire day, and again, if you have questions for the late slate, join us in the Slack chat. We'll be doing stuff all day. I'll be recording the Always Pressing pod tonight and then the Bench with Bubba tonight, so I'll be around. Uh, there'll be a lot going on there, but uh, obviously you're going to go to Stack Coors. On your day slate, the Indians versus Covey is outstanding. The Red Sox versus anybody is always good, but Sanchez especially. Nats versus Cobb. Lefties and righties, but preferably lefties. But then you got the Angels versus Boyd. That's got a high total. It still scares me because Boyd has been sneaky good. But he's, he, he left injured early in his last start, so keep an eye on that one. Could make for an interesting game. Seattle versus Fister is one I do like to look at. D-backs versus uh, Homer Bailey as well. Cardinals versus Brent Suter, especially those righties. Marcelo Zuna, way Way too cheap. But then you got like, you know, the Astros are always in play. The Brew Crew, Lefties versus Weaver. Lots to like there. So much going on on the slate. Let's check out your BVP real quick before we send you on your way. If, hopefully we have some of the last few times. Haven't anything too 
too exciting to talk about. There's always the super small samples, but nothing crazy. Uh, Mookie Betts, he's got two doubles and a homer off Aaron Sanchez. Nothing crazy. It's going to be one of those days. Huh? Freddie Freeman, 9 for 33, two doubles, two homers off the ground. It's a 273 average. You got like Benny Zobris, 5 for 9, double, two homers off Chad Cool. Rizzo, 6 for 15, two doubles, a triple and a homer. Bryant, 5 for 14, four doubles. Jason Hayward's even 6 for 13 with a homer, so some success. For the Cubbies versus Mr. Cool. Ryan Braun, 5 for 15, two doubles off Luke Weaver. Jose Martinez has taken Brent Suter deep in his short time. Go down even farther. And you got like Kyle Seeger, who I told you at 35, we like. 8 for 22, three doubles and a homer off Fister. Uh, Gordon Beckham, if he gets a spot, starts even 6 for 20 with a double. He'll be super cheap. Nelly Cruz, 10 for 35, two doubles and a homer off Fister. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Heredia could be another nice cheap outfielder in that matchup. I forgot to mention him. Uh, he's been playing really well towards the top of that order also. Uh, Brandon Belt, 8 for 19, two doubles and a homer off Chad Bettis. The Giants will definitely be in play. Gorky Hernandez has been outstanding leading off. He extended his hit streak last night, so a lot to like in that one. Adrian Gonzalez, 6 for 12 with a double and a homer off Brandon McCarthy uh, for the late game in that double dip. Alex Gordon, 7 for 12 with a double off Lance Lynn. Mishtak is 3 for 10, two homers. Really not a ton of massive BVP. Yasmani Grandal, 4 for 6 with two homers off Vinny Velasquez. Utley and Turner have taken Vinny deep as well. So, yeah, not a ton GPP-wise with big samples to look at. But it's Memorial Day, guys. Hope you're having fun with your family and friends enjoying your vacation. But most importantly, thanks to all that have served this great country. Remember, that's what Memorial Day is really all about. Yes, some people get the day off. Some people get to, you know, have little barbecues and family-friendly get-togethers. But don't, just take a moment. Remember what it's really all about. And that's uh, while we're here and enjoying this great country we live in. So that was your Monday edition of Quick Hits. 12-game early, 5-game afternoon, 4-game late. we got showdowns. we got a little bit of everything. Check us out at thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. I am at BDNTrick. I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability. If not, hit us up in the Slack chat or myself or there's always others chatting it up. Can't help you out. Uh, we'll have a lot going on again this week. Tons of golf coverage as always. UFC in the books. Doc did a great job covering that. The UCL final. Our boy Francesco got that done. But so much coming up this week. Check it all out. If you want some prospect recaps, check out the recent Bench with Bubba. Episode 96 with James Anderson of Rotowire. Great stuff there. But uh, until then, guys, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Monday, May 28th, Memorial Day edition. I'm out.